Good evening and welcome to Get Real with Ralph. I am your humble host, Ralph Nudie, coming to you live from the studios of AM 1050 WLIP in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and simulcast live from Kenosha to the Canary Islands and all across the world. Just go to our YouTube channel, GetRealWithRalph.com. That's GetRealWithRalph.com. Exciting night tonight. We have the St. Baldrick's charity here tonight, and uh, they're going to be promoting their head shaving event by shaving the head of yours truly. So uh, I had a goodbye party and drank a shot and said goodbye to my hair an hour ago, and off it's going to go. Don't know what it's a shot of, but it was fun. After that, we've got a couple of other exciting guests. We'll be talking about that right when we come back from the break. And we're back here in the studio at AM 1050 WLIP, Get Real with Ralph, your host Ralph Nudie, and co-host, the man with the plan and all the controls at his fingertips, Mr. James Selovich. How you what, doing, Jim? What's going on, James? Huh? You're James, so, yeah, you're you so got, official, man. You got upgraded today, man. Wow. So uh, I you call James when I'm in trouble. <laughs> you're not in trouble yet, my friend. I'm always in trouble. But hang with me long enough, you'll get in trouble, I promise. Oh, that's for darn sure. That's for darn sure. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Fantastic week was weekend. Good. Yeah. Week was good. The weekend was good. I know that you've been out and about, uh, out and about d- doing and some community events. At, yeah, community at, events. And then uh, I had a rehearsal today. Five hours of rehearsal. I heard from one of the tech people that, it's, that your show is going to be fantastically funny. Um, I'm hoping so. So I'm heard, hoping so. We open Friday, so folks want to come out and see. It's called the Death of Death of a Streetcar Named Virginia Wolf, and it's a parody, and it's written by some guys from Second City. And I'm playing Willie Loman, and um, I'm having a great time with it. I tell people when they ask me what that is all about, I said that the Death of a Streetcar Named Virginia Wolf is kind of like a Naked Gun movie, but yeah. instead of featuring a bunch of movies you've heard of, it's featuring a bunch of plays that bunch you've of heard plays, of, and they, characters make, from and the they plays. make fun of all of it. Yeah, yeah and, we have uh, fun with it. It's a great concept, and it's really funny. And uh, on that same subject, I saw a musical through uh, Kenosha Unified on Saturday night. Yeah, it was the final was performance yeah, of Something Rotten, yeah. which is also a parody of a bunch of other things going on. And mm-hmm. the, the theme of it is that there is a nemesis to Shakespeare who invents the musical, and uh-huh. that, that's the basic plot. It was probably one of if not the best high school show performance i've okay. seen in in years yeah they got a great great program over there and and the show itself is funny mm-hmm. a little edgy and they you know i knew that we might be in trouble when i brought my 12 year old and my eight-year-old when we sat down and they gave us a language disclaimer before it started yeah. i thought oh boy this is yeah don't be... don't bring them to my show i i, I won't yeah, bring there's, them to your show. There's, there's some there's some uh objectionable words that are used and I'm sure it's nothing they haven't heard before, having it, you as a father. But it's well, a they have me as a father. B they're involved in theater, and yeah, they're they're, yeah, all, they're yeah. already hearing more stuff than children <laughs> their their age normally hear. Yeah, a, and we've a, done a good job of making them understand mm-hmm. what's fiction and what's on stage right, and what's right. real. Uh, sure. Gabriel, as a matter of fact, is in a movie that was at the Midwest Freak Fest in Eau Claire this weekend. This oh, past really? weekend, uh, called "The Fear of Looking Up." It was filmed in Kenosha that, yeah. with a lot of Kim Kenosha actors. Yeah. yeah, Kim yeah. Emer was in it. And uh, it's going to be going She's in around. My play, yeah. She's in your play. It, we're going to be premiering it at the Rodeo in September. We don't have a date nailed down, but we're okay. really close to doing it. Great. And we're going to have some of the actors there for that. And you went to a movie premiere uh, last night, so tell yeah, me a little bit about that. That was great. The Bone Box uh, over at the, uh, the hotel downtown. It was fantastic. Uh, Gareth is amazing, the actor. Um, 
the main actor in it and get to he look you know i think a lot of ladies would like him he looks like he looks just like rob lowe yeah, he, look he, he looks that, like a young Rob Lowe. He does have that Rob Lowe look to yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. He, he's he's South uh, he's South African. But he's from less Johannesburg. He's way less pricky than Rob Lowe, though. He's yeah. he, he's got a really nice personality. Which oh. Rob, Rob Lowe kind yeah. of has got that full of himself personality. This yeah. guy's wouldn't very you though, wouldn't you though? Oh, I mean, come on, man. Yeah, of course. Back in the eighties, why not? Hey. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, it was really great. The movie is uh, re- you've seen it. It's, it's so yes. freak. It's very freaky. The very freaky movie. Yeah. Um, the, the, he the, goes out of his mind. Correct. Which is great. It was great talking to him afterwards. Say, you know, what type of uh, you know method did you use? What type of you know? How did you prepare yourself to go out of your mind? And he yours... basically said he was out of his mind to begin with because he was producing it as well and you know not sleeping. And you're you were you heard that he used the uh, Chubbuck method? Yeah, the, yeah, Ivana which, Chubbuck, uh, which we both have uh, been I've, I've been trained on, and, and uh, I'm in the process of getting process trained, trained on. on. Yeah, I'm not a Jedi or the, yet. I'm, like, I'm like a Padawan at it right now. Yeah, you're well, you're like Obi Wan, well, or, uh, or Baby Yoda. I'm not sure which I, one yet. Uh, neither. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so we had really good talk about uh, different uh, different ways of acting. But uh, yeah, it's fun. But come see the play, guys. Everyone, come see the play. We open this weekend. Friday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and the following Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, Friday night shows are at seven thirty. Friday and Saturday at seven thirty. Sunday we have a two o'clock matinee at the Rhodey Center for the Arts. And you can go to RhodeyCenter.org to get tickets for that ahead of time. That's RhodeyCenter.org. R H O D E Center. Center.org. Yeah. Yeah. So here in the studio we have with us a couple of the members of the band, Would You Kindly, who Tom and Mike. You guys are part of the, oh, you're not, not part of the band. band. Oh, I'm sorry. Would you kindly is over there. You, you had recruited me to work with these, these gentlemen, these young men here about the St. Baldrick's um, yeah, charity event. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, so we have Tom and um, Mike. Mike here. And Tom, Mike, welcome to the program, guys. You're going to have to get hey. really close to the microphone, almost like you're kissing each other over there. So, uh, yeah, yeah, we won't hold it against you. Let, so, me, let me play some sexy music next time. Ah, I love it. You <laughs> never mind. Kiss me, you fool. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about St. Baldrick's, what St. Baldrick's is and does, please. St. Baldrick's is a foundation that was 20 years ago. A bunch of businessmen got together, decided they wanted to do something different to raise funds for uh, research into childhood cancer. So they decided to challenge each other to raise money by shaving their heads. Pretty awesome concept. It went nationwide, and now it's worldwide. They have raised hundreds of millions wow. of dollars yeah. for research into childhood cancer. We're just a little corner of that foundation. Mm-hmm. We do our, our event every year at Christoph's in Round Lake Beach. Mm-hmm. We're going to be doing our 10th annual event next Saturday, 3 mm-hmm. o'clock, if any of you guys want to come out, have a lot of fun, watch right. some people get their heads shaved. There's a couple of green heads right here. Now, there's there's several events that St. Baldrick's does in the area. You're doing the one in Round Lake, Illinois, not to be confused with the one that's done in the Brat Stop. They're both just, there's not one that's any better than the other. They're both fantastic. Well, I might be a little jaded on that. Um. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's wonderful. I mean, everyone wants to know what their head looks like shaved. I think that, that I think that's a big thing, except yes. for except for Ralph. Well, I'm, he's I'm, about to find out. I I'm not looking forward to knowing what my head looks like shaved, but I know that the rest of you are. And uh, if you go to my Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Ralph Nudie, I have a post up uh, with the details for the event in Realm Lake and a donation page for you to donate to St. Baldrick's. Mm-hmm. And I would love to see that cash register ringing while I'm getting my head shaved. 
So go to facebook.com forward slash Ralph Nuding if you, mm-hmm. you you dip your way down in there a little bit. Yeah. I'm you, hear, I'm hearing something. Oh, I see what's yeah, going on. I'm telling you to turn oh. your yeah, yeah. I, You're such a professional, Ralph. I couldn't hear it over the sound of my own voice. Yeah, I can't I hear much over the kept, sound of my own voice. Just ask my wife. She'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I think that goes for all of us. <laughs> yeah, you're not alone on that one. Yeah, says every husband but, everywhere, but I, right? I think that what makes it so um, successful is the fact that someone that wants to shave their head. Yes. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. it really does. I mean, when I had hair back in the day and I started losing my hair, I went to my uh, my my. My barber, which I haven't seen since the Clinton administration, <laughs> and I was going to Jamaica. I said, you know, shave my head. So he took a straight blade to it, shaved my head, and that's the last time I ever went to him. So <laughs> I just, I, I clipped my own hair. I just, you know. Yeah, you can do it. Mm-hmm. Buy a $15 set of clippers at the yeah. CVS, and you're good to go. There you go. I'm there looking go. forward to doing this for charity, but I'm looking even just as forward to growing it back. I got to say that. Yeah. You know, I'm. Yeah. That's so one thing I got going for. I don't have long I legs. I hope it comes back. You know, I don't have an Adonis physique. Uh, I got nice hair. It's the only thing I got going yeah, for well, me. So, yeah. well, say goodbye to that. That you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, other than that, I got a face for radio. That's why we're yeah, doing this, right? We, Jim, we like to say, hair grows back. Kids don't. No, absolutely. There you are. Beautiful. It's beautiful. All the fun and games aside, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm happy to do this for a good cause. We appreciate your support. This is awesome. So, so we, we have my barber here too, uh, who's going to be my barber for the day. Jade, Jade, come on, come on over and get really closer and say hi. Hi, everybody. Tell us your name. My name's Jade Genota. I've been volunteering my time as a barber coordinator for five years with the event at Kristoff's. Uh, and I shave heads. I do green hair extensions, glitter tattoos, green lashes. So if you aren't interested in getting your head shaved, we have a lot of other options to get involved. So you can get glittered up or be dazzled for charity as well as getting shaved. Absolutely. <laughs> well, that sounds that sounds like a lot of fun. Are you going to be dazzled my, my bald head afterwards with some green glitter or, or what? Do it. We could. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I vote yes. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I, I vote yes. I, I, I Let's think set a goal on that, Ralph. If your uh, listeners get you up to a certain point, will you go glitter? If we get $500, I will go glitter. $500. All right. That All right. sounds like a challenge. So uh, Facebook.com forward slash Ralph Nudie. You're going to have to browse down a little. I posted it today. There's a link to the uh, donation page for St. Baldrick's and uh, the, the link for donating underneath my name right. when I get my head shaved. We're going to try and get some decent before and after pictures too, aren't we, Ray? <laughs> you got to yell so you can hear you. And folks, listen, uh, nudie, N-U-D-I, N-U-D-I. Correct. That's facebook.com forward slash R-A-L-P-H-N-U-D-I. If you're spelling it R-A-L-F, that's how you spell the dog's name. All right. Okay. So what's next? Uh, we're going to get shaved here, huh? Let's yeah, we do, do have, we do have a gift for you. Oh, awesome. oh okay. You. Awesome. Everybody that shaves their head for the foundation and raises a minimum of fifty dollars gets a beautiful commemorative. There you go. T-shirt. So Ralph, we got you a champion. I'm gonna hold for this the up change. here. All right, I got it. I'm gonna hold this up right for the camera here. Champion for the change. That's awesome. Uh, if you if you're listening on the radio, you have to go to getrealwithralph.com later on our Facebook page to see it. Champion for a change, and there's the front of it. Awesome. And I'm gonna I'm gonna put this on after the done shaving my head too after. After Jade here is done shaving my head, because I'm sure my shirt's going to be full of hair. So, mm-hmm. All right, someone's going to have to Just wheel to in a chair. Can we get some hair-cutting music? Uh, sure. I'm going to challenge Jim here to find some hair-cutting music. I'm while just going to play music I queued up already. See so. if, ah, sounds good. So. Oh, yeah, we, we always feature certain music from a... What are we doing this week? It's Pink Floyd this week. On this date, 1973, Pink Floyd released 
Dark Side of the Moon. So we're playing All Dark right. Side of the Moon. I'm gonna do a little strip tease to it here, get my shirts off. So couldn't have done that ahead of time. The we jacket to, came to, off. That jacket there is from about 1973. It looks like it's 1973. It, it, it actually yeah. belongs to <laughs> make my. Make it rain. We're gonna, gonna make, make it rain. Yeah. That brown jacket belongs to my my uncle who I lost when I was five years old. Oh, I'm sorry. And my grandfather had it in a closet when I was a teenager. He said, "Hey, this fits you." And I've had it ever since. I put it away, and I only wear it for special occasions. And today it's special. I wore it for Songs of Freedom last September. I'm wearing it today. So I remember that one. Definitely a special occasion. All right. I'm going to take right. the shirt off, too. Look at this. Should I do a little dance while I'm doing it, too? <laughs> Wiggle my hips like Elvis? You could if you want. It's like the Ed Sullivan show. Just keep me from the waist up there, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, interesting. You know, when you were talking about people getting caught up and want to see their head shaved, that's the biggest part of our yeah. event. I never yeah, thought absolutely. that I'd be taking off clothes on camera and on the radio before. Oh, Jade's taking my shirt. Thank you, Jade. Usually the dad will come in and then the son's like, oh, I want to do it too. And then the mom and dad stay around. The kids have some fun, the face painting, some raffles. And then next thing, the three-year-old with 20-inch long hair says, I want to shave my head too. And mom's like, no, you don't. No, no everyone else is shaving their head. And believe me, we have over a couple dozen girls end up shaving their heads that never planned on doing it when I walked that was really like my, my question yeah. was going to be do a lot of women get their heads shaved yeah. oh, there's they more, than, more than you would imagine yeah. okay it doesn't seem like something oh, women would want to do but we get probably six to eight every okay. year that six just get eight. caught up in the event you know I think especially people that have somebody close to them uh with childhood cancer and and I got to tell you childhood cancer is something that's near and dear to my heart uh, I have a nephew who is um He's 19 or 20 right now, but when he was uh, three years old, uh, he was diagnosed with a form of cancer called Burkitt's lymphoma. And uh, thanks to all the amazing advances that have happened, I mean, back when, when I was a child, that probably wouldn't have ended well, but he ended up at a children's hospital in uh, Milwaukee. He has been in complete remission, is living a, a full, healthy, normal life. And it inspired uh, his mother, my sister, to go back and become a pediatric nurse, uh, which she does. Awesome. So uh, it, it's amazing how things like this can really shape people's lives. Yes. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, little known fact: Tom, Tom's daughter, Tom's daughter is a survivor. Okay. Oh, God bless. And uh, when we started ten years ago, I saw it on Facebook. A friend of mine was doing an event at Mickey Finn's in Libertyville. So I said to uh, Tom Kristoff, I'm going to go check this out. Maybe it's something we can hang our hats on here at Kristoff's. Went out, checked it out. It was amazing. I walked in the door, said to uh, Tom Kristoff, let's do this thing. He said, okay, sure. Who else you want to go? I said, and Tom Welninski here, my partner in crime, was DJing at the time. We walked over and said, hey, you want to do this St. Baldrick's thing? He said, you would not believe this. And he told me the story of his daughter hmm. being a survivor and everything nice. they went through. So it was kismet. It was meant to be. It was pretty awesome. That is that is, that is awesome stuff. We're gonna get to the cutting. We are gonna get, to, gonna the get to the yeah, cut. This is what I've been waiting for, <laughs> man. <laughs> All right. I've been waiting, you know. I'm gonna take my jacket. I just wonder what that. I wonder what that that bona head looks like underneath that hair. That's what I want to look you at. You can give that jacket to right now. That he can throw it behind the curtain there. That's where the. Is all there the a man goes. behind that curtain? Uh, no, I'm out here now. So that's right. That, that's where I hide though during the daytime. <laughs> all right, is this is my hair. Ooh. All right, I'm sitting down here. 
and I'm getting the cape draped over me for those of you that are listening to right. give you a visual what's going on. And oh, you know what? Let me get the cans out. Let me get the cord for the cans yeah, out. Yeah, you of gotta the cape take here. the cans off, dude. I'm gonna take the cans off, but at the last very minute here. All right, all right. Go That's ahead, bring, bring the cape back around again. I always knew it looked good in a cape, just not this kind of cape. All right, cans are coming off my head, so I'm winging it. I can't even hear the sound of my own voice. That's not a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, glasses gonna, are coming glasses off. Glasses are coming off. Oh, camera's ready. All the camera's ready. Everybody's ready for this. Ladies all and gentlemen, right, Ralph ready Nudie is about to go nudie from the from, gotta, from the have a nude up. head. From the, from the nude the head. They can just call me Mr. Nude Head. Any, any, any particular style you use when you're shaving heads, Jade? I mean, you just... Just, just, just freehand. I love it. All right, let's so do you gotta this. Freehand shave my my melon. All right. All right. Here we go. Oh, my anxiety Three, is kicking in. Going. Can you hear the Two. buzzing? Buzz, buzz. Oh, there it is. Look at that. Oh. <laughs> I feel like uh, Private Pile in Full Metal Jacket right yeah. now. <laughs> you got to get that grin on your face while it's happening. Seven, six, two millimeter. Full metal jacket. Just leave it like that. <laughs> right like that. That would be the perfect. Talk. So, so part of the event. What lots we do of picks, Ray. Lots of picks. Uh, we used to have uh, challenges, shave challenges, and we would tell the barber, okay, start their head, but don't finish it. Just do the reverse mohawk, and then they had to go in a crowd and say, hey, can uh, for $5, $10, $100, we'll finish shaving your head. Okay. And they have to go around the crowd and collect. the Then, you know, the girls will oh, shave their awesome. head. Or make them suffer for an hour and walk. And the people, uh -huh. had, they were total victims. <laughs> had no idea. All right, I got a hundred bucks. Can we stop the shave right now? Yeah, yeah. And that's what we would do. And then you would pay. <laughs> Ralph doesn't look so happy about that right now. That would, that would suck. So, so Ralph, uh, don't do the brows. So one year, second year, we did it. I put the <laughs> challenge out there. I'll shave my eyebrows for a couple hundred bucks. My buddies from work. It was like. Seven seconds, they had two hundred dollars. Like nice. you guys are the nice. Best. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Robbie, look at that! <laughs> that lovely head of bone. <laughs> yeah, you, your head don't look too bad, man. Oh, I, I, no, can't I can't see the back. I can't see the back of it. I can't, yeah, I I'm looking on say. Facebook yeah. right now, and I can, oh my god, I see the hair just on the sides. I look <laughs> like a reverse. I can play a, I feel like Kramer from CNBC right now. <laughs> sell, sell, sell. That's nice. Look at that. Look at that. Oh my god. I can't see the back of his head. back in the, there's no big craters back there, is there? No. Jade, no. no. I remember them asking me when I joined the Air Force and you're in boot camp and they have clippers with a vacuum cleaner attached uh -huh. to them. And they just ask you right before they start, Do you have any scars we need to know about? And I mean, of course you're scared to death of these guys at that point in time. You're just sitting there like this with your <laughs> stiff face and you don't you don't even want to talk. Right, right. And so I just kinda quickly shook my head no. And I found out I was wrong. I apparently had a little scar. By the way, I got a little ridge right here. You're looking, you're looking a little curly. Hey Mo, hey Mo, my sweetie. Oh, the cheese, the cheese. Hey Mo. Well, it's all for a good cause, folks. Absolutely. I hope my wife and kids are watching at home. Love you, honey. I hope you still love me with my bald head. You're gonna find out you have a Velcro skull now. I'll be sticking to yes. your pillow for the next couple. Oh days. no! When I go home, I'm bicking this thing clean. Uh, and yeah. it's even worse than as it grows in. We've all done it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If, if, if my hair gets too long, it, it, it rustles against the pillow. Yeah. And it, it drives me nuts. i got to shave my head. Yep. i got to do it. Uh, maybe I won't big it then, but I am going to spray tan my melon tomorrow. I'm telling you that. <laughs> yeah. Well, if, if we have green hair, 
So when we get off the stage, our heads are green and they still glow. It glows in uh, under black light. It's I, pretty funny. I, I just can't get over how much you look like Curly, though. <laughs> really? Run away! <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. Oh my goodness, this is unbelievable. Just a victim of circumstance. Why, sweetie? And again, facebook.com forward slash Ralph Nudie to get to my Facebook page where there is a donation link to St. Baldrick's. So uh, make sure that you go there and, and support childhood cancer and support me growing my hair back. Is it done? You are it's done. done. I, where's, I got a mirror or something? Am I going to freak out when I see it? Oh, well, you know, thank God in this day and age, you just you just put your camera in selfie mode here and take a look. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a selfie of myself here with my 360 with my, photo of his skull. There you go. Oh my goodness! Actually, I got a nice head, don't I? Hey, come on over. You gotta smile with me. Let's get a couple. There you go, Jade. Jade. All right. Beautiful. All right. If you're seeing my bald head right here. The actual event is on the 7th, and so you have until then that this donation link will be hot. It will be hot for the next year. Oh, it'll be hot for the next year. Yeah. But I would like to see us get to 1,000 before the actual event. So, uh, again, uh, you can see that at um, facebook.com forward slash Ralph Nudie. Make sure to uh, like my page and share the post with other people. Uh, so that uh, they see it as well. The uh, live stream is on there. We're, we're streaming the entire show live there right now. So uh, right in the live stream, Gina, Gina over here from Would You Kindly put the link in there a second time. Uh, also, if you go watch the rebroadcast of the show on our YouTube channel at GetRealWithRalph.com, I will make sure that we have that link in the description of the video. And so anytime during the next year, if you're watching this on our YouTube channel, if you happen to be watching this on Facebook, uh, look in the comments uh, or look in the video description. And uh, please strongly consider uh, donating to this cause. All right. Well, I'm going to stand up and put my cans back on. Let's see where we're at here. And, uh, yeah, go ahead. This is a total family event. Bring the kids, family friendly for everybody. Uh, some great raffles for you guys to get of all ages, for the little ones, preschool to adults. Uh, quite a few concealed carries and uh, We're up homemade right. furniture donated by other craftsmen. Myself. We're up 25 bucks so far. Keep it going, guys. Go on and uh, go donate on the page. And if you have already donated, share with your friends and ask them to. The share. Share, share, share. Share you know, all yeah. the information you can about this event. Oh, we got Gina is going to try and talk, even though she's just had surgery on her vocal cords. How are you doing, Gina? I'm doing all right. One of the best things, you know, I've seen this event happen for many, many years working at Kristoff's, and one of the greatest things so far this year that's been really exciting for all of us is our pre-donations for before the event are already almost to our goal. You know, we are only just under $2,000 shy of our big goal. If we can hit that before Saturday... Man, our event's going to do better than we ever thought it could this year, and we're really grateful for everyone that has been a part of that and helped us really get going. So let's get these donations in, and let's make Ralph's head glittery. That'd be fun. Yes, yes, you got to get it to 500. Glitter, glitter, If you want to put dance on my head, you're going to have to, uh, you're going to have to donate them. My, my wife is screaming, stop here, as my head was getting shaved. So, uh, <laughs> honey, make sure you go on and, and, and put, put a donation in for, uh, for us, too. We're going we're gonna to make sure that uh, we make a generous donation as well. I love it. I love it. What I, what I keep posting is I tell all my friends is every dollar counts. Even if all of my friends, I have like 800 friends, gave $1, I would have exceeded my yeah. starting goal. Sure. And I, you, know, you don't think about it, but if we all share it with everybody, mm -hmm. and everyone just gave a dollar. 
we would blow away every one of our goals. You know, with your yep. fans, between your if all your fans just donated a dollar. Right. There we are. He, he would be yeah. glittering for months. You know? <laughs> sure, sure. Well, we, we just hit the 4,000 like mark today on our uh, Get Real with Ralph Facebook page. So we've been... We've been doing a good job of getting the word out there and supporting a lot of local things, mm-hmm. both charity and arts. And uh, it's, it's it's been a wonderful experience so far. And I'm really glad that uh, you guys were able to be mm-hmm. uh, on the show here. And I'm glad that I'm able to be a small part of what you're doing because it's very big and, and so important. So thank you so very much for, for, for coming on. And uh, Jay, thanks for... Uh, Thanks for skinning me alive. Actually, <laughs> she, she did such a good job, I could I barely felt it. There you, and, go. There you are. You know, unlike other things in life, if you barely feel it when you get your that's head right. shaved, that's a good thing. That's a very <laughs> yes. good thing. It's a very good thing. <laughs> All thing right. You know it's we will have another guest after this break. We're going to be talking about strong coffee, strong women. Thanks for tuning in to Get Real with Ralph. I'm Ralph Nudie. And we're back on AM 1050 WLIP. You're listening to Get Real with Ralph, your hosts, Ralph Nudie and Jim Selovich here yes. in the studio. And uh, we have a uh, special guest this evening. We have Vicki Seebeck, who has been involved in the Kenosha business community for a very long time. And uh, she now hosts an event called Strong Coffee, Strong Women. Is that is that how it's uh, – am I doing that right, Vicki? <laughs> Sorry, Ralph. Welcome it's, to the program. I keep chuckling at you. Well, thank, it, thank, uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank heavens you didn't invite me on here to get my head shaved. Well, you know, it was kind of funny. Uh, Vicky joked to me before we came here, forgetting mm-hmm. all about what we're doing. She said, is there going to be somebody there to do hair and makeup? I says, yeah, you can, uh, you, uh, as soon as we're done with me, you can be next. And then she remembered what we were talking about. And uh-huh. she sent back something like, heavens no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Well, Thanks so much for having me, Ralph. I really appreciate it. So let me just say that. I am going to be one of the presenters at the Strong Women, Strong Coffee, but that is hosted by WIBIC. So Mm -hmm. WIBIC stands for Wisconsin Women's Business Initiative Corporation. I know the girls from there. Yeah. I'm good friends with Heather Heather Lux. Yeah, they do a wonderful, wonderful job in our community and Mm -hmm. really the... Um, and it's not just, I mean, not it, it, they really help small business. If you've got an idea for a business, they'll help you develop it. Right. Is that correct? So they have educational mm-hmm. courses, yes. and they, they are also a lender. Yes. Yes, they do. Uh, and focus on women and minorities. Mm-hmm. And they have uh, been around for a long, long time because when I started my business back in 1992, I actually myself got mm-hmm. a loan from Wibbeck to start Seabeck Gallery. That's which, awesome. Yeah. And so that's how you started. That is, uh, that, uh, yes, I used Wibbeck as a lender when I opened up Seabeck Gallery, which was in downtown Kenosha. Now, what year did you open Seabeck Gallery? 92. Uh, in 1992, and it was in the old Lep building. Do you remember that? Yes, the I do. The one that's not uh-huh. there anymore? The one that is When they widened 56th Street? That's right. The mm-hmm. old Lep building, not the existing Lep building, which is where Kenosha Creative Space is. That was Lep Lingo and Zaff above. Right. So the old, the, the Lep building was where they had... Um, fine women's clothing and furs mm-hmm. was right on the corner, so it would be yeah. right next to the Why Not now. Yeah, got it. Yeah. It would have been yeah. yeah, it was just north of the Why Not, where so the parking building. lot is now. No, where where Fifty Sixth Street is. Oh, because yeah. they widened Fifty Sixth Street and they put the trolley right down the middle. And then when they, they widened, took they took out all off. those businesses 
um, that just took them out. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I Jim, remember that. Jim knows all of I'm this. I'm an old man. <laughs> I, I don't remember that building. My, my first memories of downtown were my, my grandfather had his AMC store and he sold it and he decided to invest in downtown when the walking mall was still there and he bought all these buildings for oh. a really low price. Okay. And then there was he, he put a couple of businesses there to fill because he didn't have tenants. So wherever he didn't have a tenant, he just created a business and stuck it in there anywhere he could. So I spent a summer working for him, cooking hot dogs and what you know, sweeping floors, whatever, whatever it is that he wanted me to do. And uh, I, I just re seeing the renaissance of downtown from then until now has been such a wonderful thing. And I, I think finally it is really on its way to becoming something very, very special. I agree. I have huge hopes for downtown Kenosha. Mm -hmm. But that was back in, I believe, 98 when um, we got relocated from the city because right. they were tearing the building down. And we decided to open up off of Highway 50 in Pleasant Prairie. And we were in that location for Seebeck Gallery for 20 years mm -hmm. and just recently decided not to renew our lease there and um, have transitioned into focusing on our custom framing business gotcha. and ah. are back in downtown Kenosha. So, so now you're doing, no so now you're doing right. custom yeah. framing, but you're no longer uh, operating as a gallery. Correct, correct. But I'm transitioning my, my all of my experience mm -hmm. and into services. So I am looking to go into people's homes, look at custom framing, helping with color choice. Mm -hmm. So a little bit more service based as opposed where, uh, to a store. Now, now, where downtown are you? We are kitty corner from the Kenosha Creative Space. Okay. Right okay. across the street from Authentique, the hot yoga okay, yeah. places we're, right we're, next door. Where the radio door. station used God, to be yeah. Yeah. years ago. Yep, yep, yep. So Wish it was there now, oh up my on the God. top of that building. So when Wibbeck asked me to be one of their speakers, they actually have a speaker once a month, and it's called Strong Women, Strong mm. Coffee. And typically, it is a woman's business journey. Okay. And it's supposed to be inspirational. Uh, talk about trials and tribulations for a lot of people who are just starting businesses or who even have been in business. Mm -hmm. It's always interesting to hear somebody else's story, how they got from point A to point B. And really the biggest thing I think as an entrepreneur is to share your knowledge. So that would lead there me to go. say I'm also doing retail business coaching. Sure. We talked briefly about yes. that when we, when yes. we met at kinda, the space. It's yes. kind of like being a consultant. It is. Okay. It is with a specialty in retail. Sure. sure. And um, as we know, retail is changing. Mm. Yes, it is. The landscape of mm -hmm. retail is really changing sure, you, with you all of the online, online presence. Things. You have to have a strong online presence even mm -hmm. if you have a storefront. Well, what was, you have to have a strong what, what, social what, media presence. But with something that you do, it's so it, it's unique. As far as any other type of retail type of thing, uh, obviously, because now you're just doing the framing, correct? Correct. So it's more of a hands-on. You have to, you know. Correct. It's, it's not, correct. You can't correct. do that online. Well, there's a skill to custom framing. Oh, absolutely. And also how is. to design right. what looks the best. Yeah. And if I can transition to help people in their homes, mm -hmm. it makes my job a little bit easier as to what I suggest, how mm -hmm. they frame it, what colors they use, things like that. And I think with the online presence right now, having more services is a good thing. Mm -hmm. People are busy. I can right. come at night. I could come in the morning. So I'm very flexible that way. That's got to be nice. So it, in, in know, connecting. You're not tied down and, to exactly. you know, opening the place and you know having to deal with 
right. the day-to-day right. functions. You get to live your things. life yeah. a little more on your own terms than when you have a storefront and you have to have somebody operating it day and night. I think probably that's one of the one of the biggest complaints when people do own and are in retail mm-hmm. for year after year is just the retail hours. Yep. And do you remember, I, oh, I graduated in 79 from okay. Tremper. Okay. So do you remember as a kid that Stores were always closed on Sundays. Yeah. And much, yeah. Monday night was the late shopping night. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Yes, yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> well, I, I remember, now I was, it's I was twi- cla- now you can shop twenty four seven, right? Yeah. I grew up and I spent a big chunk of my twenties in, in the automobile industry, which in Wisconsin is still uh, by statute closed on, on Sundays. That's and right. As a result, Monday is the busiest day because People love to come on Sunday when there are no salespeople bothering them. Right. And, and you can't be hanging out there t- talking to them either. No, you can't. It's against the law. You can't. So they'll get out. They'll walk around. They'll look at vehicles. They'll write little, back then, write things in their notebook. Of course, this is before the internet where people could research online. Uh, but they would show up on Monday, and the people that showed up on Monday were always the most serious customers or the people that contemplated, and you didn't have to sell them. They made up their mind that they wanted to buy something. And it's so much more refreshing when you're helping somebody buy something they want to buy as opposed to feeling like you're convincing somebody to buy something that might not be in their best interest, which is not how I like to, right. to, how I like to operate. Mm-hmm. So when, when my first child was born, I got out of the car business and got into the mortgage and then the real estate business. And what I loved about it is that it's not really retail where they come to you. you your, your job is to identify someone's holding their hand up saying, I, I have a need and then help them fill that need. And now what you're doing with service, same thing. You're helping people fill a need that they already know they, that they have and want. And, and there's there's some fulfillment in that that uh, is, is a little harder to get when it's just straight up retail, I think. And Ralph, have you found that the internet has been real helpful to you in the real estate industry? It's been incredibly helpful to us because we've innovated with it. And I tell people this all the time. I also do some coaching. Uh, you can't change or can't stop change from happening. You just you just have to embrace it. And the people who are the early adapters at new technologies and new strategies and, and change with that are the people that will make it, especially if their 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 business is already rooted in good service and values. You have to have mm-hmm. that as well. Uh, the other thing that oh. I tell people all the time is I feel like I'm in the sweet spot because, you know, a lot of millennials coming into our industry will understand the tech better than other people, but they don't understand the customer service aspect of it. And then you had a lot of a lot of aging real estate agents who are really good at the customer service aspect of it, but really can't can't keep up with the tech. And I feel like I've done a really good job of bridging the gap between the two. Uh, we operate with a team of real estate agents and, and we kind of run the tech for them and make sure that the lead capture and the questions are getting answered when people start asking questions on social media or via email, uh, that they have everything they want. And then we're matching them up with a, with a salesperson when they're ready to actually go out and look at properties. So they don't mm-hmm. have that pressure of an agent bothering them as much, but they get their questions answered in a consistent manner. So yeah, it, it has completely changed how we do business compared to even five or 10 or 15 years ago. Well, sure, because now, where when you used to see that a house was listed, you'd have to wait, get a realtor, get into the house. Now you can go right online. Typically, you've got 40-some pictures that you can a- see absolutely. in the house. You know what the price is. You've got all of the specs right there. Um, I, and you sounds like you've got a team of technical people behind you. You know, a lot of small businesses don't have that team, and they also wear 
all of the hats. You have to move very so, slowly through mm-hmm. those through those right, through those steps. Right. So they're the marketing person, they're the operations mm-hmm. person, they're right, the ones right. that, that are selling. So I think that's one of the biggest challenges mm-hmm. for new entrepreneurs. Right. Um is just being able to have that support. Well, you can get virtual support, and that is that is one of the mm-hmm. strategies that I tell people to implement is you don't need a full-time employee anymore. You can go online and you can find these virtual assistants that can fulfill a lot of these tasks that you need done, and you can pay them on a task basis as opposed to adding to your payroll. Uh, there's websites out there like Fiverr.com, and you have to be careful and you have to vet them. And there's a lot right. of other ones, too. There's mm-hmm. one in, for the real estate industry called My Outdesk, but by doing that, you can scale up or scale down a small business much more rapidly, but you have to know where to look, and that's where coaching comes in handy. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. So this event is really early in the morning. Uh, 7.30, why, right? That's why they call it Strong Coffee. Strong Coffee, Seven, Strong Women. 7.30 a.m., um, and it, they're always early. It's going to be at the Kenosha Creative it's Space. It's going to be at the Kenosha Creative Space, yes. And, um, again, it's really to mm-hmm. inspire People who are in business, people who are thinking of starting a business, and professionals, too. Every month they have a speaker. So I've been really honored to be the one talking this time. And I'm going to be talking about my journey. And also, are are men invited to listen to the strong women? Especially men that don't have any hair. Ah. Ah. (laughs) I might have to stop by there myself. Absolutely. Yes. yes, of course, men. Yes. Of course, men. Are yeah, and that's invited. the thing about Wibbick is it's, it's mm-hmm. for men too. It's just not basically for for women, right. but it's more geared towards towards women. Um, and you can go to their website, uh, Wibbick uh, That's W-W-B-I-C dot com. Their news events. You can register right online to come to this event. Mm-hmm. So that's coming up on March tenth at seven thirty, right? Kenosha, March tenth at right seven thirty. Beautiful downtown Kenosha. And, Come and, see me. And it's great what they've done with that with that space, no pun intended, over there at Kenosha Creative Space where they have the ability to host mm-hmm. events like what you're doing, host art events, host music events in a non-bar atmosphere, which is, I, I think, very, very helpful. Uh, we were there last Friday, speaking of mm-hmm. Creative Space, to watch Kyle Young yeah. uh, release his uh, first, first, album. first album. He was a guest on our show last Sunday. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, seeing young artists... Uh, up and comings that don't have the opportunity to really get their their material worked out or get support can now find a community where other people are supporting what they're doing. Yes. And so this this is a this is a good thing that they're doing there. They're supporting the, the women's business initiative. They're supporting young artists. They're supporting they're supporting kids, and uh, it's just part of I I think the cultural renaissance that's been happening in Kenosha for a long time, and I foresee continuing to happen for quite a while. Right. I, I personally believe that downtown has a huge opportunity right mm-hmm. now to all be an incubator for young new businesses. Absolutely. Uh, if they can have some small spaces, reasonable rent, mm-hmm. it gives people an opportunity to take that cupcake business, jewelry business, basket business, any of those, right. and get started with it. A little give lower them, risk. Yeah. Give, uh, give them a fair exact, chance to, yeah. to, exactly. to chase that American dream. Exactly. You know, rent has gotten so expensive oh, out, out in this area, and that pretty much is what happened to us at Seabeck mm. Gallery is it just keeps going up. Well, SJ Crystal is another example of the same thing. They started right. downtown. They moved to Pershing Plaza. They moved all the way out to Green Bay Road. And Louis Cito ended ultimately ending up back downtown Kenosha and I think is happier down there than ever 
with more of a boutique style, very highly service oriented business, which is if you're going to be a small retail shop, you have to be. You're not going to compete with Amazon. You're not going to compete with the big boxes. You're going to compete on the level of giving people a, a high level of service and, and advice and, and, and um, real personalized experiences, right. which is something that you're not going to get from the big box. That's what you have to have to differentiate and hold yourself out. And he does such a great job. And he tailors. So, mm-hmm. th- again, right. there's a service. Another of service. course, anybody can order really a hard, suit it's online. Really, but it's really hard you? to, you know, I mean, the, the big stores, JCPenney used to do that. I used to buy clothes. At J- I'm being a shorter person. It was really hard to fit in any clothes. I go there to measure my pants, you know, do everything, all that type of stuff. Big stores don't do that anymore. Which is this the J.C. Penney that was downtown? That no, you're talking this is about? oh my god, remember oh, that? Remember that one? Okay, I remember okay. going to J.C. Penney downtown yeah. as a child. Though. I used to go down there every time for yeah, lunch. They had the can- didn't they have that candy? They had the that JC candy. Pen- oh, they had. <laughs> I went. To, I went to Bradford. I went downtown <laughs> to Bradford. I was there a lot. Which place had the escalator? Because I'm so young, I just remember being uh, on it. Walworth had the escalator. Yeah, yeah. That, mm-hmm. and that is where um, that's where Jockey is now. No, no. no. Okay. It would be south of that. Yeah, it's okay. uh, I think it's a, a, a vape shop. Oh, a vape I, place or I'm sorry, the Jockey. census building or whatever it's called. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah Jockey yeah. is actually where JCPenney was then, correct? No. What was there? Uh, that corner? God, it was, was a, it was It was a that big was, box retail. That, 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 was, that, was, that was one of those stores that got redone. They just gutted it. and right. It was supposed to be Bob Chin's. Well, yeah, that was a big talk. Bob Chin's uh, restaurant, and, and somebody pulled out. After that company went went belly up, and yeah. the bank took it over, they actually appointed me as receiver to sell all of that investor's properties, including mm. that building. Uh-huh. And then Kaba bought it and remodeled the downstairs for that's what it was. That there. But yep. so much good stuff mm-hmm. happening. There really is. There really is. It's uh, like you said, Ralph. You've got to kind of stay ahead of the curve a little bit, and. It's all about service, mm-hmm. thinking about what is the problem and how can you solve it. There you are. Well, I'm glad that you're part of it. And uh, if you want to go and listen and hear v- Vicki speak at the next uh, Strong Women, Strong mm-hmm. Coffee, I have it in the right order, that's going to be at the Kenosha Creative Space at 7.30 a.m. So On March 10th. On March 10th. You can go there. There is no admission for this, correct? It's free. It's a free event that you can go and uh, get some inspiration from a um, established professional who has run a successful business in Kenosha for well over 20 years. Vicki, thank you so much for coming on the program. Thank you, And uh, hopefully we can have you back again and we can pick some other topics to uh, pick your brain on. You bet. All right. Well, when we come back after the break, we have a... Bluegrass band coming on Flat Creek Highway, and uh, we're very excited to bring them on and uh, show you what they're made of. So stay tuned for the next six minutes. Hang on while we get through this commercial break, and uh, we'll be back right after the break.
And we're back here on the air on Get Real with Ralph. Your hosts, Ralph Nudie and Jim Selovich, here in the studio at AM 1050 WLIP. You, Still, you, you know with that bald head, you look you look tougher. Do I? Yeah, you look tough. Oh, you good. Look, you, yeah, you look like uh, some... Uh, like a bad mammal jam. Some, huh? some, some hooligan from uh, England or something. You know, one of those uh, guys who follow soccer. Oh, I've always wanted to be a British hooligan. That just sounds like such a... I didn't I'm, say I'm, British. Oh. More uh, Irish. Irish. Uh, Irish hooligan. An Irish hooligan. Ah. Uh, which is worse than a British hooligan. Is it now? I don't know. What I makes mean, it worse? I don't know. I'm just... I'm just talking. Hey, we got somebody in the... We got a whole band in the in, in the uh, studio tonight. We absolutely do. We have Flat Creek Highway here with us, and they are a bluegrass band, and I'm going to introduce you all to the... Um, one of the members here, uh, Cameron Swallow. Cameron, why don't you come on and step up here and uh, say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. And uh, tell us a little bit about your band here and uh, uh, how long you've been playing together and, and a little bit about what you, how, how you were formed and, and what you do. Well, this band is far from being mine, or as in possession, but it is... Uh, um... I meant as in membership here. Put these on and you'll be able to hear us really better, too. Oh, and great. Get up nice and close. Ah, that is nice. Okay. <laughs> So um, the band's called Flat Creek Highway. We've been playing together a little over a year. Um, there are five of us. Um, here beside me on mandolin is John Krause from Zion, Illinois. Awesome. And Bubba Rogers from here in Pleasant Prairie. But Bubba and I share roots in Tennessee, uh-huh. which is uh, the origin of this band. Okay. Uh, Max Winkles on banjo, and he lives in Twin Lakes in Kenosha County. And... Uh, Jim Roxworthy there on bass is uh, another one from Illinois, from mm-hmm. McHenry. Right, so we're a border-crossing band. Nice. Nothing wrong with crossing little borders when you're playing some music, right? So how long have you guys been playing together? One year. One year. A whole year. Gotcha. All right. And all of you played, obviously, in, in other bluegrass bands before. This is actually my first bluegrass. Really? Bubba, get over there by that microphone there, because I know you got stuff to say. Yeah. Um, Cameron and I met at a bluegrass jam. And uh, saw a common interest. We thought it would be uh, interesting to throw something together. I had a bluegrass gig lined up without a bluegrass band. <laughs> and, uh, well, you got to have a band if you're going to play a gig, right? And uh, lo and behold, a little bit of magic, and we came together. Well, right. fantastic. And you're going to play something for us right off? Yeah, we got a song um, called Old Sleepwood. All right. Well, let's get let's get to it, ladies and gentlemen. This is Flat Creek Highway. Go ahead. I saved up my money and I 
bought me some bees Started making honey way up in the trees I cut my tree down and my honey's all gone Old Spoofer's gone and made himself at home He's big around the middle and he's brought a saucer rump Running 90 miles an hour, taking dirty feet to jump He ain't never been caught, he ain't never been treed Some folks think he looks a lot like me Chase him down well, shoot him in the bottom just to hear him yell. He's bigger around the middle and he's brought across the rump. Running 90 miles an hour, taking 30 feet to jump. He ain't never been caught, he ain't never been treed. Some folks think he looks a lot like me. Some folks think he looks a lot like me. If dad, don't, if dad don't pick you up and throw you across the room, nothing's going to right there. I'm telling you what. Boy, you guys sound amazing. Thank you very much. I just love bluegrass, man. It, it's just it's so Americana. It's, all, it's, it's about it, America. It makes you happy no matter oh. what. If you're, if you're not happy, you hear bluegrass. It makes you happy. And I know that you guys are consummate professionals. You were very concerned about sounding right tonight. And I said, oh, this is a go, go with the flow sort of thing. Trust me, you sounded absolutely amazing. So uh, and, and, and I can't wait yeah, to hear yeah. more of it. So, Bubba, tell us something that we don't know about bluegrass, because a lot of people uh, in this day and age don't know much about it. Well, bluegrass is a, a traditional country type of music. Uh, grew up in the hills of the Smoky Mountains. And uh, I think, like, I agree with you what you said, that bluegrass tends to be a very happy, enlightened type of music with a uh, gospel base to it as well. Sure, sure. And uh, which, what did you play before you played bluegrass? How did you start playing guitar? Uh, my father was a guitar player, and uh, my younger brother, Jim, and I uh, took after my father in, in our music. And uh, he passed away at a, when we were young, so we uh, decided to carry on the music tradition in the family. And um, so I played acoustic guitar a lot, and I played uh, a lot of older country music, a lot of Merle Haggard influenced. Sure. Um, and then I went into... Uh, now, where did, you, where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Flat Creek, uh, Tennessee. Okay. Off of Flat Creek Highway. Uh, thus, the name of the band, the influence of the name of the band. Um, music has been a part of my life as, as long as I can remember. Yeah, I, I know that, that bluegrass has made a bit of a comeback because uh, groups like Hazy Dixie taking and... Uh, rock and roll songs and turning them into bluegrass songs and giving people something they're familiar with but a different spin on it. Yes, I uh, I also have a, a Leonard Skinner record called Picking on Skinner, mm -hmm. and they did a fantastic job converting a lot of the great, great classic Skinner tunes into just great bluegrass numbers. Now, is most of what you play covering other music, or is it writing some of your own as a group? Is it a combination of both? Uh, for, for right now, we are using uh, other people's music as you know, a kickoff. Of course. Uh, we have talked about original music. Uh, we have not had any come to fruition at this point, but it is a goal to use this music to get us going, and 
lead us into uh, some original music. Gotcha. Now we have our, our, our banjo picker over here. I'm sorry. It's going to take me a while to get into the names, but please step up. And, uh, and what, what's your name again? My name is Max. Max. And how long have you been playing banjo? Long time. Since <laughs> 19 over here. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Since I was 15. And, and you know, the funny part is just saying since 19 uh, fill in the blank nowadays, these millennials yeah, look at you like you're born in the 1900s. You're old, dude. <laughs> so uh, we're, we're, we're all in the 1900s club here, and uh, that, that club's going to. It's going to get smaller over time, but it's going to get better over time, too. I believe that. So you started at 15 years old. That's an interesting mm-hmm. pick for a, for an instrument to start playing at 15. I imagine even back in the, I'm guessing, the 70s age, or 80s. Yes. Yeah. yeah, no, the Stones age, probably. The Rolling Stones oh, age yeah, is probably better. Yeah, so they are older than me. <laughs> well, but you're fi- you were 15, so I'm, I'm assuming they were adults and already uh, yes. in, in the swing of things by then. So uh, how did you pick it up? Uh, did someone give you a banjo? Did you just decide to go buy one? Uh, believe it or not, a lot of people in my age group were uh, influenced by Jed Clampett and the Beverly Hillbillies. Oh, no, the story of a yep. man named yep. Earl Scruggs and yep. Lester Flat were Flatt- on there, and I, heard, and Scrug, I yeah. saw yep. Earl, and I asked my mom for a banjo mm-hmm. for my 15th birthday, and she got me a Sears no-name, and... And it worked? Yeah, it worked. Fantastic. So. And I always hear you can't play a sad song on a banjo. I had a friend of me tell me that's why he likes playing it. Yep, that's true. You yeah. ever see Steve Martin's routine? Yeah, I was about he to say, to I was about to say Steve Martin, he, and he's, he's touring around playing. Yeah, he's Is he still? He's a banjo player. Yeah. Yep. Now, where did you grow up? Uh, I mostly grew up in the Twin Cities, but moved a lot around the Midwest and actually lived in my high school years on the East Coast which turned out to be good because back in that era, there was a lot of good bluegrass going on in New York City, Boston, D.C. Mm-hmm. So that was a good time to be out there and uh, pick up some of the music. Gotcha. What was the first song you remember learning to play? The first song I learned to play was Cripple Creek, right out of the Earl Scruggs book. There's, nice. a, there's a whole creek thing going on here. <laughs> yeah. Cripple, like Cripple Creek, creek is, uh, yeah. is where, uh, where you go after you can't walk in Flat Creek anymore, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, what's this? What's this instrument here called? I don't even know what it's called. The, this that's little eight-string. This is a mandolin. Oh, that's a, that's what a, that's mandolin, a mandolin looks like up front. Ah, like So, <laughs> my my own experience with the mandolin is the love theme from The Godfather. Uh, I mean, that, 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 that's what I think of when I hear a mandolin. So, so it started off as an Italian instrument, uh, but the Gibson Company created the first American mandolin back in the flatbacks. Yeah, the flatbacks in the like eighteen hundreds, late eighteen hundreds. Eighteen hundreds. It was so it was. It was uh, created in Kalamazoo, Michigan. No kidding. Yeah. All right. Well, that's uh, that's, that's, that's good stuff. So, give us a little riff, just a little mandolin riff here. And how long have you been playing the mandolin? I bought my first one in Naples, Italy, in 1982. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Very cool. You still have it? I still do. I uh-huh. have a little uh, bowl back. Uh, Neapolitan mandolin. Nice. Switched over these times. Okay. So, what are you ladies and gents going to play for us next? I believe we've got something from uh, the banjo player. Yeah, yeah. We're going to uh, do a coal mining song. You know, that's part of the theme of Appalachia. You're singing this one too? Yep. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Awesome. I'm a double threat. Y'all have to whether this is a sad banjo song. Blows on the outskirts of town 
The cold table roars with a thunder and sound. Empty coal cars roll up in a line. Starting the day in the Buck Mountain mine. Landing the lift to the black pit below. A cage full of miners with their shovels in tow. Old carbide lamps to light up the night. Starting the day in the Buck Mountain mine. Deep down in a hole mining rich black gold. Underneath the mountain where it's dark and cold. Crawling through seams with no end in sight. Working all day in the songs you have in your catalog all together someone want to step up uh, about 80 about 80 yeah yeah we got a bunch and uh they're that's all two minutes long they're all two <laughs> minutes long and that took you and, and that's a year you said you've been you've been playing so 80 songs to learn and and, and have committed memory in a year is a lot of work how, yeah. of, how often do you get together to rehearse every week every, every week, week yep. gotcha every week. now you have an upcoming uh event uh that you're going to be playing is that correct 
Yeah. Our next gig is Saturday morning yeah. down in Arlington Heights at Hey Nani Brunch Place in Arlington Heights. Gotcha. We play from 10 to 1. Okay. Yeah. Right. Those, are not, those are nice gigs. Yeah, and then we've got a regular gig on third Saturdays in Silver Lake at okay. Bender's Bar and Grill. There you third are. Third Saturdays, 9 to 11. Did you say that's at Bender's? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bender's. And that's the third, the third Saturday of every month? Correct. And you start at 9, nine o'clock at night? No. Oh, 9 a.m. Oh, oh, that's another breakfast gig. Gotcha. It's bluegrass and Bloody Marys. Bluegrass and Bloody Marys. That sounds tasty. I have. That is a unique idea, bluegrass and bloodies. I like that. Yeah. All right. March we, 21st is the next And we got a bass player over here. You, 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 you want to tell us a little bit about your bass and how long you've been playing? Well, I don't know. I've been playing since I was about 12, I think, in the mid-60s. Gotcha. So it was a typical story. Three guitar players in the band. It mm-hmm. wasn't working out. Somebody had to switch to bass. Uh-huh. So, so that's all that. So you still play guitar and bass? Uh, yeah, mostly bass. Mostly yeah. bass. But yeah. for fun, when you're home alone, yeah, working songs out, you got the guitar for right. right. And and most bass players, it seems like that they have the guitar to play out the basic chords when they're trying to write. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's helpful. Now you've played other genres. I'm assuming besides bluegrass, especially starting in the '60s, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I played a lot of rock and roll. Um, I I played blues on the south side of Chicago for about ten years, and ah. then uh, we moved on to a country band. We did that for about 10 years, and then talking to Bubba one day, he says, hey, I have a bluegrass gig, uh, if we can get a band together. <laughs> so we met on a Tuesday and played our first gig on that Saturday. Bubba, i got to say, I have never heard of a gig in search of a band before. That is uh, that, that is definitely, you know, they say that necessity is the mother of invention. That is, uh, you, you created the necessity, and, and look what you've created as a result of that. I would call it a blessing from above. I would definitely call mm-hmm. it that. So, uh, speaking of blessings from above, I'm sure you have plenty of songs about your blessings from above, right? Uh, we do have some songs of that nature, yes. Sure. We, we need to get a microphone by him. We do, we do. We just got to remember. Have, <coughs> okay, there some, we go. Uh, there we go. Some gospel-inspired songs. All and, right. Uh, and I would say it's probably my favorite time of the night when it comes to uh, playing music, being able to honor the one who gave me the gift. Well, if you want to pick your favorite one, let's let, let, let's. Uh, uh, do we have it on the set? We can do we it. We didn't preview a gospel song, but we can do one. Yeah. Whatever you guys want to do, things things just kind of unfold here sometimes. Yeah, the River of Death. Right. River of Death. All right. Yeah. Talk about s- uplifting songs. This one's The River of Death. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Sounds very uplifting. Teacher John on this one. Here's my name. Here's my name. Here we 
Christ my Savior. He's the one. Oh, He's the one that I got to know. That I got to know. Through my life, I've been a sinner. I've been a sinner. I'm right with God. I'm right with God. I'm traveling on. Outstanding. Outstanding. Fantastic. That was really good, and I'm glad I threw you that curveball. It was, uh, you said it was something that wasn't on your set list, and sometimes that's when the best stuff happens that's here. Right. And, right. and th- that, was, that was truly amazing. I find that there's a lot less religious music out there now than, than there was earlier. It's still out there, but if you look at all the earlier forms of music in this country, rock and roll, jazz, blues, all of it seems to have come, or, or sh- I shouldn't say seems, all of it really came from people writing music of worship and then somewhere along the line, someone taking that and, and making it their own and, and creating some secular music. But a lot of the harmonization, chord progressions, all of the things that, that songs are built on have come from from earlier genres of music. And I think that it's important for people to to listen to some of these, I, I call them primary music sources, looking at, at music deconstructed and then reconstructed again forward if we're ever going to come up with something new in the music world. You know, we've gotten to this age where everything is electronic, everything is vulgar, everything is uh, really not from the heart as, as much as it used to be. And uh, we've had a lot of good artists come on here in, in, in all genres. And I find that the ones that have went back to the, to the root music and then brought it forward again are, are breathing new life into, uh, into real music again. And uh, I, I'm seeing it become a trend where more and more young people are starting to play instruments and, and, and start to inject some, some real music back into the music world again. And what you're doing helps with that. I, I, I really, truly believe that. Thanks. Yeah, so, uh, totally agree. It's got to go to the roots. Absolutely. People have got to see... People have got to see it live. People have got to mm-hmm. see people picking up instruments and playing them. And there's nothing wrong with, with, with more modern technology versions of music. You know, you have these kids laying down beats and just sampling other people's music. Mm-hmm. But if they really want to come up with something that's, that is their own, yeah. this is how they get to that. Not, yeah. by, not by copying copies, but by going back to the original source and then really kind of creating a whole new stream of new music yep. from there. Whatever it is they develop it into uh, doesn't really matter. Uh, it definitely gives them a lot more depth of, of, of what they're creating. I would have to agree with you, Ralph. Uh, I believe that uh, the acoustic music only gives you yourself and the instruments to work with. There is no effects. You only have raw music. Right. And um, we practice the raw music, and uh, we try <laughs> to make it. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we try to make 
We try to make it good. And this is as raw as it gets on here. And and if 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 you come on here and you sound good, then then you're good because there's nothing there's nothing in between you and, and the listeners' ears. There's nothing between your instruments and your voice and the listeners' ears except you just doing a good job of playing it. Well, thanks, Ralph. So, I appreciate it. Yeah. When we come back from the break, uh, we definitely want to hear s- some more of your music. And if you have any stories, uh, you know, we- we'd love to hear them as well. Flat, uh, Flat Creek Highway, folks. Flat Creek Highway, ladies and gentlemen. And Get Real with Ralph. We'll be back with more of them right after this break. And we're back on AM 1050 WLIP. You're listening to Get Real with Ralph. Your host, Ralph Nudie, along with co-host Jim Selovich, and uh, some of our bumper music tonight is Dark Side of the Moon mm-hmm. on this date, 1973. 73 it was released and on this date, 1973. And how many weeks did this album spend oh, I, at I the charts? I don't have it in front of me right now, but the most hundreds, of, hundreds, hundreds of different of, weeks yeah. as songs came in and out of popularity over the years. Oh, my God. It's uh, this amazing album. Jim went to quiz me on which album I thought it was without playing in the music, and when he said that it spent more weeks... Mm-hmm. On the charts on any other album, my first guess was Abbey Road, especially when you said 1973, because I knew that was right around the era. But boy, I, I got that one horribly wrong, yeah. and I didn't realize that Dark Side of the Moon was that early. For some reason, it felt oh, yeah. like I felt like I was older than and one when it came out. And that was her eighth album too. That was wow. her eighth album. That was her eighth album. Yeah. Oh yeah, good stuff. Really good stuff. Good old the good old days, if you can remember them. Absolutely, where the. Uh, they started to get the effects, phaser pedals, and uh, mm-hmm. you having, they, they having were, some they, effects. They were so but, experimental, too. But, but, Their music was very experimental, and just going for different sounds and from the early Sid Barrett days and and uh, just moving in, bringing David Gilmore on and doing different things. But we have a band right in here, folks. You can go to their, their uh, you have a, a Facebook page. Is that correct? They are. They're on Facebook. Uh, if you look up Flat Creek Highway, you mm-hmm. can see it there. We actually tag them in our... Uh, our post prior to this one, but uh, I'll put more links on the uh, show page. If you're look, if you're watching via our YouTube channel, GetRealWithRalph.com, it's not on there now in the live stream, but after the live stream is done, if you go back tomorrow, we'll have links to all of uh, Flat Creek Highway's uh, places where you can find their music, social media, so on and so forth. So we're, we're looking forward to that. Uh, Cameron, what are you guys going to play next for us? We've got a John Hartford, Hartford song yeah. called Steam Powered Airplane. There's some um, difference in the band about whether this is about an aeroplane or a steamboat. You decide. All right. right. Who's taking lead on this one? Uh, I'm singing and then... uh, Okay. Okay, so make sure you get nice and tight to that microphone, John, and we hear you good. Jumped one way on a sea pot airplane. When I stayed, damn near didn't make it back again. Didn't go very fast on a sea pot airplane. Wheels went around, up and down inside, and then back again. Sitting in 747, just watching those clouds roll by. Can't tell the sunshine if it's rain, hey, hey. Rev V 
sitting in the deck chair high up over Kansas City. On a genuine old-fashioned dog that exceeds by day and plane. Cool. That's a great song. Yeah. And who who did that originally? Did you say? John Hartford. John Hartford. John Hartford. Did and and the name of that again. Steam powered aeroplane. Steam powered aeroplane. It's and about was, a plane. It is about a plane and not a steamboat. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure if I'd want to be in a plane that was steam powered. I mean, <laughs> even the ones that are diesel powered these days, you got to worry about a little bit if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anybody here a private pilot? Yeah, me neither. I'm, nope. afraid, uh, I, I'm a grounder. You're, you're a ground guy. I, I don't mind flying commercial. I don't know if I want to be in a little Cessna. I have to be medicated to get on the plane. That's about it. Very much so. Hey, maybe we can get a bluegrass version if I want to be sedated. What do you think? There you <laughs> okay, now you won't believe this, Ralph, but the other day a friend of mine sent me a post of I want to be sedated on the dulcimer. You know the dulcimer? The lap instrument. That yeah, they yeah, would yeah, 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 yeah. Really? He had it cranked up, and he was playing I Want to Be Sedated by the Ramones. How uh, crazy. That's crazy. You know, I, I he would, did it really well, too. Uh, I imagine. It was really nice. That's the, the that's the type of stuff you can yeah. take and turn into bluegrass, you yeah. know? And, and uh, it I've heard so many different songs, like 80s songs that I grew up with, uh, turned into bluegrass songs that I never thought in a million years they would sound good as as a bluegrass song. And now you have country bands doing the same thing, covering old rock songs. Yep. And it makes sense because as we get older, we want to hear the same tunes, but we might not want to hear somebody trying to scream those high notes anymore. And so this kind of gives you the best of both worlds. Well, I, so you I, get... I think that comes down to we've heard it all before. Right. I yep. mean, there's some songs I don't care if I hear again, but I love them. You know what I mean? I, I loved yep. Yep. them. I mean, you know, I'm not going to say any bands right now. I'm not going to call them out. But there's some songs that I just don't. Yeah, they're, I, in, they're, I, in, the, they're in the I, soundtrack I, of your the past, first, but The first 200 times I heard the song was great. Then it gets to the point where, you know, give me a little something different. And the new newer music today ain't doing anything for me. Yep. Unless you really get divulge into, you know, a lot of different, different types. 
that's that, that's out there. But now we've got some regular viewers and listeners that are tuning in, and uh, Bubba Karen Kazelka said to say hi to you. So you want to give her a shout out? Hi, Karen. I don't see you, but I know you're out there. Thank you. Karen. We want to make sure you got a, a shout-out, and, and thanks for tuning in. And if you're listening to this uh, via Facebook, please hit that share button and share it public so that you can give uh, Flat Creek Bluegrass here a little boost so other people can see them. If uh, you're watching this via our YouTube channel, please make sure you hit the subscribe button and the little bell so you get notified every time new stuff comes on. And we'll be slicing out the music that uh, Flat Creek Highway is doing one song at a time and dropping those uh, individually throughout the mm-hmm. week. So you can go back if you just want to listen to the song and you don't want to listen to me run my big mouth, that's how you can do that, by subscribing, believe it or not. Uh, and, of course, please like and share those videos as well everywhere you can. That's what we're all about here is bringing on quality musicians and then sharing, sharing, sharing their their music so that other people can be exposed to it. And uh, you've got a couple more for us, right? That's right. All right. What do you want to hit us with next? Oh, one of those um, repurposed. A repurposed song. Bob Dylan song. A Bob Dylan tune. All right. All right. That sounds great. Uh, You ain't going nowhere. Bob Dylan! (laughs) From the uh, basement tapes. So swift and the rain won't lift Gate won't close cause the railings froze Get your mind off of wintertime You ain't going nowhere Ooh, we ride me high Tomorrow's the day my bride's gonna come Oh no, are we gonna fight Down in the easy chair Go John I don't care how many letters they sent The morning came and the morning went Pack up your money and pick up your tent You ain't going nowhere Ooh, we ride me high Tomorrow's the day my bride's gonna come Oh no, are we gonna fly Down in the easy chair Some rings and a gun that sings, a flute that toots and a bird that sings, a sky that cries and a bird that flies, a dog that talks and a fish that walks. Ooh, we ride me high. Tomorrow's the day my bride's gonna come. Oh no, are we gonna fly down in the easy chair? And his brother Don could not keep on keeping on. We'll climb that bridge when it's past and gone. After we well past it, ooh, we ride me high. Tomorrow's the day my bride's gonna come. Oh no, are we gonna fly down in the easy chair? Ooh, we ride me high. 
Tomorrow's the day my bride's gonna come. Oh no, are we gonna fly down in the easy chair? Down in the easy chair. Yeah. You know that you just gave that song a whole new meaning and a whole new whole new sound. That was that's, that's, that's pretty awesome. good. And I, I think Bob Dylan is one of the greatest writers of all yeah. times. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily one of the greatest singers of all times. He's got his own <laughs> unique sound. And sometimes you're in the mood for it, and sometimes you're not. But you always seem to be in the mood for his message, and uh, that's that's a great way to get it out there. And it looks like we're gonna have time for uh, at least. At least one more here before we. Uh, you got four right Time for two more. If we have time for two yeah. more, even better yet. So. Perfect, because we got a little medley here. You do. Oh, oh sweet. Yeah. We'll take it home. Uh, David, you want to lead that on this one? Yeah. All right. Speaking All right. of great songwriters, this one's by Gillian Welch. If you know Gillian mm. and Dave Rawlings. Yeah. Very good. So. All right. Let's hear it. Jumping the banks, they're red and muddy, and they're rolling 
Outstanding, yeah. Wow. So that was a medley. What songs were in that? Red Clay Halo by Gillian Welsh and the Foggy Mountain Breakdown by Earl Scruggs. Yeah. Awesome. Foggy awesome. Mountain Breakdown. That's in Bonnie and Clyde. It was in Bonnie and Clyde movie, too. Yep, yeah. Yep. That's a classic. And, of course, you know, when you said uh, Gillian Welsh, uh, you know, Coen Brothers movies. That's right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Brother, Where Art Thou? That was that and, was a great and, play. And uh, uh, the, the uh, Scruggs, what was that name of that one? It was a just really weird movie that, yeah. that they do. And uh, if you notice, my mind is escaping. Oh, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Oh, That's okay. the yeah. one. Yes. Yeah. That was... Uh, that was it, was, uh, it, was, it was very strange movie. It was, it was strange. I it loved it. Delmar from the original uh, Old Brother. It had uh, the guy who played Delmar in the original yeah, yeah, uh, Old Timothy, Brother. Uh, where so I thought yeah. this was going to be a great movie, and uh, it was very strange. Very strange. <laughs> yeah. Well, you Especially know, when he caught the bullet. I guess strange <laughs> movies and banjo music have had kind of a, a <laughs> yeah, tour. We, we won't talk about the big, the big scary movie. Yeah. Exactly. I'll, be, I'll bet you guys know that one, don't you? We do. Oh, let's let let's end with that. That would be fun. Uh, if you can go four minutes with it, let's do it. All right. We're gonna play right up the to the top of the hour. Ladies and gentlemen, it's dueling banjos. Squeal, squealing like pigs, not included.
guys, thank you very much thank for you. coming on. Yeah, this is Flat Creek there. Highway, and um, we're so happy to have you guys thank here on uh, Get Real with Ralph. Tune in next time for more guests. You're listening to Get Real with Ralph. I'm Ralph Nudie. Good night.